Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our fifth and final part of our current event and weekly Bible study for October 17th, 2010. I'm going to get as far as I can get in this last part. This is a 24-page teaching. I'm only on page 16, so it's not looking like I'll be able to finish this. But what I'm doing now, actually the teaching is of yesterday, was 47 pages. So I had to kind of trim it up a little bit just to... Unless I want to go to 10-hour studies, and I just, I'm running out of hours in the day anymore with all this breaking news. And I'm, I'm cherry-picking stories, too. It's not like I'm reporting, I can't report on everything anymore, because there's just not enough room or hours in the week for me to get it all in there. So anyway, um, the last story is entitled, Muslim Brotherhood Declares War on the U.S. The Supreme Guide of the Muslim Brotherhood, Muhammad Badi, who was elected only months ago, has endorsed anti-American jihad and pretty much every element in the Al-Qaeda ideology book, writes Barry Rubin, um, author and director of the Global Research and International Affairs Center and the editor of Middle East Review International Affairs Journal. The Brotherhood, which is the dominant Islamic organization in the West that has spawned most of the major Muslim terrorist groups, along with the largest mainstream organizations, is giving the single that it is, quote, ready to move from the era of propaganda and base building to one of revolutionary action. Now remember what she just said, they, if, as long as they get at least 10% of the population as Muslims, they're ready to take over. I know they don't have that here yet, but they may be really having an itchy trigger finger and wanting to implement this. They may feel as though they have enough terrorists already on American soil that they can pull this off. In a sermon published September 30th titled How Islam Confronts Oppression and Tyranny Against the Muslims, Badi said waging jihad against both Israel and the United States is a commandment of Allah that cannot be disregarded. And again, these are things that we need to be praying about. Most Christians aren't even aware of this. We need to be praying against this wicked evil because it is nothing but pure, you know, purely from the pit of hell what we're talking about here. The remarks were delivered in a weekly sermon published September 30th on the Muslim Brotherhood website and translated in English by the Middle East Media Research Institute. He said governments trying to stop Muslims from fighting the U.S. are disregarding Allah's commandment to wage jihad for his sake with their money and their lives so that Allah's word will reign supreme over all non-Muslims. See, again, that's, that's the whole agenda. It doesn't matter what they say. What matters is, to them is what the Quran says, and the Quran says you kill all the infidels, and you kill all the Jews, and that's the deal. End of story. Reuben concludes, he said, quote, Let it be said that in September of 2010, the Muslim Brotherhood, a group with, with 100 times more activists than Al-Qaeda, has issued a declaration of war against the U.S. That was just happened, okay? So again... This whole next three months, even apart from all the quotes I read you earlier in the article, this is a whole other uh, can of worms that we really didn't even mention that could go down. Here's another one. Uh, this is from the Daily News Washington News Bureau, Monday, October 11th. Um, there's Two related news stories for this. One of them is entitled Al-Qaeda Group in Yemen Planning U.S. Attacks. Another, Al-Qaeda in Yemen Claims Responsibility for Xmas Bombing. This article is entitled Terror Threat to Restaurants as Al-Qaeda Calls for Attacks on Government Workers in Washington, D.C. This is how flagrant 
they are getting. Uh, the terror group tied to the Fort Hood killings and the Christmas Day underwear bomber urge wannabe American jihadists to open fire on crowded restaurants in the nation's capital and to massacre as many U.S. government workers as possible. This, this is an official publication by them. Okay? This is how bad it's getting. The advice appears in the magazine Inspire, the latest issue of Slick Propaganda published by Al-Qaeda in the Arabian Peninsula in Yemen. Quote, a random hit at a crowded restaurant, this is from the article, quoting, a random hit, meaning a hit like they're a hit man, a random hit at a crowded restaurant in Washington, D.C. at lunch hour might end up knocking out a few government employees. Yaha Ibrahim writes in a 74-page Jihad How-To magazine. Targeting such employees is paramount, and the location will also give the operation additional immediate attention, Ibrahim added. So, matter of fact, you know, other trash talk came from Samir Khan, who is an American who came to ACAP, which is this organization, from North Carolina. He actually was an American who became a Muslim. Now, that's really beyond sick. You know, he wasn't even brought up in this. He just evidently liked the vibe and wanted to join. He produces the publication, and he actually produces this publication, and wrote that he is proud to be a traitor in America's eyes. And a senior U.S. official said this guy is bad news, and given the fact that he helps publish ACAP trash, he certainly spreads a lot of it around, too. According to a copy of the magazine obtained by Sight Intelligent Group, ACAP also urged those bent on murdering for Islam to use everything from pickup trucks to improvised pressure cooker bombs to kill as many as possible. The trucks can be fashioned into the ultimate mowing machine. I'm a quoting from the magazine, the ultimate mowing machine, with steel blades welded to the grill to mow down the enemies of Allah. By running down Americans on crowded sidewalks to achieve maximum carnage. I'm quoting from this publication in a martyrdom operation. This method has not been used before, advises ACAP, and it's tips for brothers in the U.S. I mean, just unbelievable. Unbelievable, but documented. This is how flagrant they're getting. Here's the next article, and this should really, you know, endear you to Campbell's Soup in light of all that we just said. It's entitled, Campbell's Soup Catering to Islam. Fame company says products certified by Hamas Link Team. Now, Campbell's is on board, just like Rick Warren. You know, they ought to have some type of photo op, maybe. Rick Warren, Campbell's Soup, and, and maybe a Campbell's Soup that comes out one of those big Campbell's Soup, like in uh, like a stuffed animal type of... Campbell's Soup, you know, like they have mascots at football games, one of those, with like um, some really high-level Islamic terrorist, and they're all arm-in-arm, you know, singing Kumbaya. Okay, so let's go further. This is from March, October 7th of this year. The Canadian division of the Campbell's Soup Company, known to, op- known to generations for its mm-mm-good slogan, is selling products n- approved as halal. 
for Muslims by an organization with ties to the Muslim Brotherhood, the massive movement that has spawned terrorist organizations such as Al-Qaeda and Hamas. The move has triggered a Facebook-based boycott plan and outrage of a multiple online forum participants, including Kenny Solomon, who cryptically wrote, Stock sold as of opening bell tomorrow, meaning he sold his Campbell Soup stock. Letter mailed to Campbell Soup about 10 minutes ago. Items in my kitchen, Campbell Soup, in the garbage, and I won't even donate it now. So that guy's putting his money where his mouth is. Um, Okay, so then added a left coast conservative on Robert Spencer's Jihad Watch website will not buy their products anymore. Can't imagine eating halal slaughtered food that has been offered or blessed by a foreign by the foreign god Allah. Makes my stomach turn. Now we're gonna we're gonna look at that in a second. What is halal uh, what does that mean? Okay? Well we're gonna look at that. And then he goes on to say this is wrong on so many levels. Um, now Acts fifteen twenty nine, I read this last week. I'll read the two versions of it in Acts where these are commandments to Gentile Christians, saying that that ye abstain from meats offered to idols. Now, meats in the Bible also means food. It doesn't mean meat in the King James. It actually means can mean meat, but it also mean means food in general. Okay, because obviously there's other things that you could dedicate to idol. But we're we are supposed to, as born again Bible believing Christians, to abstain from meats or food offered to idols. Everything that is halal certified has essentially been offered to Allah. And I'm going to prove it. Okay? And then it goes on and say, and also from blood, we're not supposed to drink blood or, or eat blood or, or meat, eat food with blood in it, okay, which we talked about last week. And from things strangled, well why? Because the blood's in the meat, if it's strangled, they, they haven't bled the meat properly. And from fornication, from which if you keep yourselves, you shall do well, fare you well. And then, Acts 21.25 says, As touching the Gentiles which believe, we have written and concluded that they observe no such thing, save only that they keep themselves from things offered to idols, meaning eating things offered to idols, and from blood, eating blood, and from things strangled, again, the exact same reiteration of the last verse, and from fornication. Okay, so, let's go further. Uh, A World Daily Net called a Campbell's Canada... Campbell's Canada requesting comment was referred to the U.S. office that was closed. A security guard told World Daily Net there was no one who could be reached to comment tonight. Uh, But on the Jihad Watch website was a note that the Islamic Society of North America, identified by Campbell's as the organization running the Halal Certification Program, is said to have ties to the Muslim Brotherhood. I'm pretty sure this is, this Islamic Society of North America is um, the one that's behind Rick Warren, as we reported, and they're absolutely interlinked. They're all interlinked with, with terrorist organizations. They all are. I mean, none of them have are saying, oh, we wouldn't do that. Why? I mean, the Quran commands them to do it. They would be ostracized by the other Muslim groups. They all have a stealth agenda, though. The ones that are the front groups, they have a stealth agenda. A website under Campbell's name explains, as part of Campbell's Canada's commitment to diversity and extraordinary authentic nourishment for all, our selection of halal certified products are here to help you meet your Islamic dietary needs. 
Isn't that special? The company's continued ISNA halal certification program was established in conjunction with professionals in the field of Islamic foods and nutrition and with Islamic scholars. The program includes review of ingredients, formulas, manufacturing, and sanitation processes. The company listed Campbell's vegetable broth, condensed soups, including low-fat cream of broccoli, tomato, tomato rice, vegetarian vegetable, rustic spiced lentil, Vegetable, cream of mushroom, garden minestrone, and in the ready-to-enjoy line, and others in the approved lineup. On the Creeping Shahara blog, the commentary also noted that the company's employees had also been proselytized. Meaning now they're being, you know, hey, we want to convert these company employees. You know, we want to we convert them to Islam. A company report spoke about the 12 halal certified products in his soup line. To ensure Campbell's Canada employees know about the new products, the company undertook a number of initiatives, including a one-day brainwashing information fair, I threw in the brainwashing, including featuring taste tests, guest speakers, I'm sure they're all Muslim, and background preparations on Islamic practices, the report said. At Jihad Watch was the notation that Campbell's confirmed it would have the ISNA logo on its label soon. Now, I give you a picture of what this logo looks like. Okay, in the PDF associated with this teaching on, um, it's going to be for October 17, 2010. It's going to be on about the 18th or 19th page of the PDF. And you'll see the logo right there. It says ISNA Halal Certification Agency, Certified Halal. And if you see this on on any of the products you've got or on meats, and we're going to talk about that in a second, real meat, you know that it's been basically blessed to Allah, dedicated to Allah. Okay? So, again, it's, it's, it's food offered to, a, to an idol, essentially. Okay? So let's go further. Um, it goes without saying there will be no more of their products in my Christian home, said one forum participant on the halal page. Well, amen. I mean, you know, this is pure wickedness. Uh, this ends by saying, Campbell says, our halal certified products have been chosen specifically to suit the flavor preferences of our Muslim community. In the coming months, all our halal certified products will have the ISNA logo directly on the labels so you can easily identify them at your grocery store. You can find our halal certified products at all major grocery stores. We are very excited to offer these products, blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's straight from the Campbell Soup Company. I give you a link. You can go look at it for yourself. Okay, next article. This is another one that will make you feel all, I don't know, good inside, I guess. Uh, Sacrifice to Allah, eaten by Christians. Top supermarkets secretly sell halal slaughtered meat. Let's look at this closer. This is from the Daily Mail, I believe a UK publication. Um, now, I, I give you a comment before we get into this. This is my comment. I, I did a little bit of research and found out exactly what does halal certification mean. Because it really wasn't stated clearly. Um, look at what I just found out on the official halal Islamic site on food preparation. And I give you the link. You can check it out for yourself if you don't believe it. Halal, what does it mean? According to the Muslims, now you can't say I'm biased, this is what they say. This is an Arabic term which means permissible or lawful in Islam. 
In reference to food, it is the Islamic dietary standard, as prescribed by the Shahara Islamic law. It is required that halal animals be slaughtered while pronouncing the name of Allah at the time of slaughter. <laughs> it's total witchcraft. They're dedicating the food to Allah, the moon god. The god of hate, essentially. Now, I'm serious. <laughs> There's a reason that the Bible says in Acts not to eat things offered to idols. Okay? I believe there's some demonic component that happens in some... Well, just like you can bring a cursed object in your house, right? I mean, isn't it possible to bring a cursed object in your house? Well, wouldn't it be possible to bring cursed food in your house? You don't want to be putting that in your body is the whole point. Okay? Um... And then it goes on to say in the same article, it says, Eat of that over which the name of Allah has been mentioned. This is from the, the Quran. This is where they get this from. This is from chapter 6, verse 118 of the Quran. Eat of, eat of that over which the name of Allah hath been mentioned. If you're believers in his revelations. And then it goes on to say in... Um, Three verses later, verse 121, it says, And eat not of that whereon Allah's name hath not been mentioned. For lo, it is an abomination. Lo, the devils do inspire their friends to contend with you. But if you obey them, you will be, in truth, idolaters. So, this is a real big deal for them. Britain's biggest supermarket chain is selling halal lamb and chicken without telling unsuspecting customers. Those stocking meat slaughtered according to Islamic law include Waitrose, Marks and Spencer, Sainsbury, Tesco, Summerfield, and Co-op. Now, I don't know of any of these stores because they're not in the USA, but I want to get this out there because it's if it's not already here in America, it's coming. An investigation has found that fast food chains, now I do know these, Domino's Food, Domino's Pizza, Pizza Hut, KFC, Nando's and Subway are also using halal meat without telling customers. But UK's biggest, second biggest supermarket, Asada, has refused to confirm or deny whether it sells halal meat. Let's see here. The Mail, uh, which is a publication on Sunday, the Mail on Sunday contacted Asada on Tuesday, but by yesterday, and it had failed to answer any of the questions. Initially, Waitrose, Sainsbury, and Tesco were reluctant to admit they sold halal meat, but later they confessed to selling Islamically slaughtered lamb. Tesco also admitted selling some halal chicken without labeling it as such. Most lamb imported from New Zealand by British supermarkets has been slaughtered according to Muslim law, but this is not mentioned in the packaging. Some lamb from British Abadors, which is a slaughterhouse, is also halal. Last night, the agriculture minister, Jim Pace, said people should know what they're buying in the shops and when they're eating out. I will be discussing with the food industry the role of labeling can play in, in giving a consumers a choice. The supermarkets and fast food outlets said they do not feel the need to tell customers that the meat is halal because the slaughter conformed to Western standards with animals stunned before being killed. A Sainsbury spokesman said the abiters or the slaughterhouses that supply us with the lamb are licensed by the Muslim authorities and a prayer is said when the animals are killed. Sandwich chain Subway admitted that up to 5% of its chicken is Islamically slaughtered without being stunned. Subway said in a statement, by mid-November, there will be no halal meat in our non-halal stores. The meat served in halal Subway stores is not stunned before slaughter. 
Domino's Pizza said it has served Islamically slaughtered chicken in most of its 580 outlets for 10 years. Now, I'm not sure if that's Domino's Pizza in the UK. doesn't really say. I'm assuming that, but I don't know. Now, a, a Muslim slaughterman said, I kill 45 chickens a minute and all I get... And all get an Islamic prayer. Now, doesn't that make you feel good? Um, the Islamic slaughterman murmurs the Islamic verse as thousands of chickens whirl toward him on a conveyor belt hung from the ceiling. Masood Ashtar grabs hold of one chicken's head with his left hand and with his right hand draws the neck across, draws the knife across its neck. The slaughterman barely has the time to say, Bismillah. Allah Akbar, meaning in the name of Allah, who is the greatest. That's what they have to say as they're slaughtering the chickens or whatever they're killing. He barely has time to say that before the next bird is upon him. Poor guy. Isn't that sad? Anyway, it appears as long, a long way from the ritualized slaughter that many would imagine produces halal chicken. Mr. Akhtar is not dressed in robes, but in a hairnet and a yellow blood spatter jacket. Yellow blood spatter. Oof. Anyway, and far from a spiritual ceremony, the process is clinical and robotic. Mr. Akhtar claims to kill 45 birds every minute and 40,000 birds in a week. The procedure appears to follow Shahara law, which states that a bird must be killed alive by a Muslim man who recites the set verse as he cuts its throat. Mr. Akhtar, 29, became a slaughterman at the age of 18 after a few months of training. He said, quote, when I arrived, I wanted to be a killer, he recalled. On my first day in training, three out of ten birds I killed were not cut properly through both neck arteries. This meant they were not halal. Oh, boy. Allah must be so grieved. But after three months of practice, I was perfect. Every bird was killed in true halal style. End of quote. So, I just wanted to throw that out there because this is some, you know... Demonic stuff we're dealing with here. Now, here's a listener comment that I got, and I believe this is the last thing I will get into. Yeah, we're on the home stretch here. Uh, I just hope I can get it in in time. Uh, here we go. Listener comment entitled Disturbing Immigration Views, Dr. Scott Johnson, although I feel about what 90% of you say is based on good research and based on sound doctrine, however... Although most of your studies are insightful, there are portions I have found grotesque. I'm a college grad with, from the realm of poli-sci. I'm also of mixed descent, which includes the mixed Caucasian-Hispanic. Your understanding of the immigration issue is severely misguided and not based on fact. You actually perpetuate the mass evil agenda. Okay, so he's accusing me right off the bat. I'm, I'm perpetuating a mass evil agenda based on my things that I've said in previous teachings about immigration. Okay. This is a first for me, so I was, I was really wanting to see what he had to say. I've been born and raised in San Diego, California. I am a third generation from my Hispanic side, probably at least fifth generation on my Caucasian side. I reside in the heart of a melting pot of Americans with Hispanic descent, undocumented immigrants, and Mexican-Americans. And I've seen firsthand the real issues, the real issues surrounding immigration, and I could write volumes on it. The way you demonize Hispanics as a whole is very disturbing. You have made general claims that a large portion of undocumented immigrants are criminals. Well, hold on. Aren't they? Uh, they're here illegally. But evidently, in his eyes, they're not. 
they're, he's even saying they're undocumented. Well, they're here illegally then, right? Can I go to another country illegally and be undocumented and not be a criminal in the government's eyes? Evidently, uh, according to him, that's the case. Okay? And I'm going to get into this, but I just wanted to say that real quick. Um, you do this in a way that suggests they commit crimes beyond the scope of their illegal status. Okay? <laughs> They're illegal. Okay? I'm not saying they all commit crimes beyond that scope, but they're here illegally, which, you know, kind of makes everything else they do here illegal as well. Everyone, well, to a certain extent, I mean, their presence here is what I meant. Everyone in this neck of the woods knows this is false. Oh, so everyone, evidently, where he lives knows that what I'm saying is false. In fact, most illegal immigrants are, in fact, terrified of law enforcement. Well, of course they are. (laughs) Why would they not be? I would be, too. I never disputed that. And he goes on to say, or any other authority that could deport them from their families. <laughs> of course. I mean, I'm not... What is what is this twisted logic here? I, I wouldn't have any problem believing that. Of course they are. You think they're going to go turn themselves in? I don't think so. The last thing these people want to do is commit crimes which draw attention to them. Well, that very well may be the case. I'm not saying that all of them are doing all types of criminal activity beyond their illegal status here. I never said that. Which would in turn get them deported. Okay? Well, does that mean their heart's in the right place? Well, of course they would want to lay low. The last thing a criminal wants to do is make himself really visible to the law enforcement so that he will get either caught or put in prison or deported. (sighs) Anyway, these people, however, actually suffer in silence. Remember that word, they suffer in silence. As you will never hear the true story, as only the voice of these people have, is the media and uninformed people like yourself who fall into deception. See, I'm just a deceived person working on the, working for the mass media evil agenda, according to him. Which is what he just says next. He says, you are actually working on behalf of the evil mass agenda as when you make a strong stance against immigration. So, okay, everybody... Me, Scott Johnson, I'm making, I'm actually working on behalf of the evil mass agenda when I make a strong stance against illegal immigration, is what he's saying. Because this is what we're talking about, illegal immigration. I'm not talking about lawful immigration, I'm talking about illegal immigration. Then he goes on to say it's basically the same as what happened with terrorism. You're giving the legislature the opportunity to use the issue as to take more rights away, to What, take more rights away from the illegal aliens? I understand that, yes, our government created the problem of this open border system. They wanted to create the problem. They wanted to bring them into this country to take away American jobs, to basically uh, give them free health care, to basically, and now they're giving them uh, driver's licenses. There's, it's totally been documented that they brought all kinds of diseases with them. There's also been totally documented that there's a large criminal element, not every one of them, I don't want to get his, you know, feathers any more ruffled, not every one of them, maybe not even the majority, I don't know, but there is a large criminal element that come to America illegally. There's also a lot of drugs coming via these coyotes, the, the ones that bring these people there. It's also well-documented the fact that these coyotes, when they bring women across, will many, many times rape them. 
um, and, and sell them into prostitution and do all manner of evil because they know they're here illegally, so they got them right where they want them. It's also well documented that it's a proven fact, and we've documented this in many previous teachings, that not only is it just like people from Mexico and Central America, but a large amount of terrorists are actually coming up through our open borders from countries like Saudi Arabia and Yemen and wherever, they're being it's it's a it's a pipeline, and they are in turn establishing terrorist cells in America, and many times working with the Mexican drug cartels in order to advance their agenda. Because both those the Mexican drug cartels and the and the Islamic terrorists both hate America to the core, so they're going to help one another out. Then he, he goes on to say, please also realize many Hispanics documented and non-documented are true believing Christians like myself and my family. The way you speak about us is truly divides God's church. So I'm, I'm causing division among the brethren. Uh, something that Jesus did not do in the New Testament. And there's no Bible for such talk in the KJV, of course. Speak from the Holy Spirit a little bit more and not from your faulted, imperfect brain so much. And then he has the audacity to say, God bless you, man, and keep up the good work. What do you mean, what good work? I, I'm, I'm working on behalf of the evil mass agenda, according to him. Well, here's my response. And actually, I added a little bit into this. I responded back to him, but I added a little bit in for the sake of this particular thing. My response, and I, I, again, I've already given you a lot of it, but my response is, so I guess the solution for me, since I am working on behalf of this, quote, evil mass agenda is for me to stop exposing the whole illegal alien travesty and keep my mouth shut. That makes perfect sense to me. I mean, how dare I protest to people entering... How dare I protest to people entering into America legally? What gall I have? Who do I think I am? I should be reported to the thought police immediately, not to mention tar and feathered and drawn and quartered. Pardon my sarcasm, but you said... What many, you, you said many of these poor illegal aliens suffer in silence. Sir, they are here illegally. What part of illegal do you not understand? They are lawbreakers now, even if they were not in their home country. That is not my fault, it is theirs. And I will not, and I will assume no blame or responsibility for their illegal actions. Are you telling me the ones who claim to be born-again Christians were led of the Lord Jesus Christ for them to come to America illegally? When they don't contradict the Bible, we are to obey the laws of the land. Now, if I try to go to Mexico and do the same thing, we will look at this shortly, I will be thrown in prison, as it should be. Okay, so you can't say I'm holding them to a different accountability than I would hold myself. I'm holding them to the same accountability I would hold myself to. If I tried to do the same thing in Mexico, I would be thrown in prison as it should be. But when the illegal aliens in America do it, they are victims according to you, right? I have no problems with any peaceful people from other countries that are here legally. Actually, people from Mexico, Central and South America are typically some of the nicest people I have ever met. So please don't think this has anything to do with prejudice in my heart toward these people, as it does not. 
The issue has nothing to do with that. It is the issue of someone, and I don't care if they were from England or European states, because you could say you could accuse me of playing the Caucasian card, of being some type of whatever, white supremacist. I don't care where they're from. I don't care if they're from England or European states being here illegally. It would still be equally as wrong. It would be as equally as wrong for me to do it in another country. It's nothing personal. I thought I made this point abundantly clear, but I will try to do this so in future teachings. Now, let me read this to you. I'm going to close with this. It's entitled, Mexico is Angry. Um, this was posted on May 4, 2010. Three cheers for Arizona. Now, I believe this took place sooner than, than uh, May 4, 2010 when this was posted. But it starts out by saying, three cheers for Arizona. The shoe is on the other foot, and the Mexicans from the state of Sonora, Mexico, don't like it. Can you believe the nerve of these people? It's almost funny. The state of Sonora is angry at the influx of Mexicans into Mexico. Nine state legislatures, legislators from the Mexican state of Sonora traveled to Tucson to complain about Arizona's new employer crackdown on illegals from Mexico. It seems that many Mexican illegals are returning to their hometowns and the officials in the Sonora state governments are furious. How dare we? How dare we send them back to their home country? They're here illegally and they have every right to be here illegally. And how dare we? What unmitigated gall that we have to even propose such a, a, a what a travesty of justice. A delegation of nine state legislators from Sonora was in Tucson to state that Arizona's new employer sanctions law will have a devastating effect on the Mexican state. Do you believe the nerve but it's almost like, honestly, it's human nature. If you let somebody get away with something, okay? This is why the Bible says if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. It's very hard to do that. To honestly judge yourself against the word of God. Okay? And I've said this before. If I got what I deserve, I get death and hell. Okay? I'm not saying I'm better than anyone else. I'm not saying I'm better than any of these illegal aliens or anyone else. If I got what I deserved, I would get death and hell. That's me, Scott Johnson. I need to consider the pit from whence I was dug. Okay? Nothing to do with that. But this is a black and white, illegal versus legal issue here. Going further, it says, a news conference, at a news conference, the legislator said that Sonora, Arizona's southern neighbor, made up of mostly small towns, cannot handle the demand for housing, jobs, and schools that it will face as many um, Mexican workers illegal aliens, return to their hometowns from the USA without jobs or money. Oh, how dare us. The Arizona law, which took effect January 1st, punishes Arizona employers who knowingly hire individuals without valid legal documents to work in the United States. So, a.k.a. illegal aliens. Penalties include suspension of or loss of their business license. The Mexican legislators are angry because their own citizens are returning to their own hometowns, placing the burden on their state government. Evidently, this is all our responsibility. Why? Because we've let them get away with it so long, they just think they're owed it now. They're just grandfathered in, evidently, is, what, is how they act. This is how this guy acted who wrote me. 
How dare I? Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. That's what I say to the whole thing. And I'll keep pointing out very black and white issues regarding this and a lot of other stuff that we get into. How can I make an apology for that? Penalties include suspension of loss of the business license. Uh, it goes on to say, how can Arizona pass a law like this? Acts asked Mexican Representative Latika Amparino Gomez. How can Arizona pass a law like this? Who represents Nogales. Um, evidently, was, I don't know, represents Nogales. There is not one person living in Sonora who does not have a friend or relative working in Arizona. This is quoting from this Mexican representative. Um, she said, there's not one person living in Sonora who does not have a friend or relative working in Arizona, she said. Speaking in Spanish, Mexico is not prepared for this, for the tremendous problems it will face as more and more Mexicans working in Arizona who were sending money to their families, returned to their home. So they were making money here illegally as illegal aliens, and they're sending it home to their families. How are they going to survive? You know what? I'm sorry. But they're here illegally. That is the main issue. Who were sending money to their families, returned to their hometowns of Sonora without jobs. She said... We are one family socially and economically, she said of the people. I mean, this is just so demented. She said, we are all one family socially, economically, Sonora and Arizona. So it's like we're the one world government. And then the person goes on to say, wrong. The United States is not yet the third leg of the North American Union, not a subsidiary of Mexico, and its taxpayers are not responsible for the welfare of Mexican citizens. Yet, the people that make these asinine delusional statements truly believe and act as if they're entitled to all the benefits of full American citizenship, and much more than that, that I mentioned earlier, even if they come here illegally. What other country in the world could you get away with this in? None. None. Only America. Only America. It's time for the Mexican government and its citizens to stop feeding parasitically off the United States and start taking care of their own needs. Too bad that other states within the USA don't pass a law just like the passed in Arizona. Now, I don't even know if this law may have been repealed by now. With Obama in office, I mean, he's their greatest buddy, as we've documented in many previous studies. So then it goes on to say, maybe that's the answer, since their own Congress will do nothing. So, let's present a what-if scenario here. Okay, let's level the playing field. Let's, let's kind of um, look at this from another angle, if you will. Here, here is there in my new immigration law proposals for the U.S. Okay? Now bear with me here, because you really want to hear what I, what, what's said at the end of this. Okay? Here's the new immigration law proposal for U.S. Number one, there will be no special bilingual programs in schools. <gasps> oh my word, no. Yep. Number two, all ballots will be in this nation's language, English. <gasps> oh, you're, you're really getting politically or correct, Brother Johnson. You need to repent. Oh, no, 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 bear with me. Bear with me now. You're judging me before you've heard the matter. He that judgeth the matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him, according to the word of God. Number three, all government businesses will be conducted in our language. Oh, now you've stepped over the line. You've went too far. 
Number four, non-residents will not have the right to vote no matter how long they are here. Number five, non-citizens will never be able to hold political office. Number six, foreigners will not be a burden to taxpayers. No welfare, no food stamps, no health care, or other governmental assistance programs. Any burden, any person burdening the government will be deported. No, 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 you went off the deep end. No, no, bear with me, bear with me, because we haven't got to the punchline yet. Number seven, if foreigners come here and buy land, options will be restricted. Certain parcels, including waterfront property, are reserved for citizens naturally born into this country. Sound pretty harsh? Bear with me. Number eight, foreigners will have no protest, no demonstrations, no waving of a foreign flag, no political organizing, no bad-mouthing of our president or his policies. These will lead you to deportation. Bear with me. Number nine, we're almost there. If you do come to this country illegally, you will be actively hunted and when caught, sent to jail until your deportation can be arranged. All assets will be taken from you. Sound harsh? Too strict? Well, guess what? The above laws that I just read are the current immigration laws of Mexico. Yes, those are the current immigration laws of Mexico. But oh no, we 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 gotta let them pour into our borders. Would you see the double standard hypocrisy we're dealing with here? I mean, some of those do sound pretty harsh, I admit. <laughs> but that's but see, they would hold us to that accountability if I as an American tried to go into Mexico illegally, but oh how dare you think that we can't do something totally polar opposite to you Americans? You better like it. You're a racist. You're a hate crime walking. That's how they treat us. This whole world is so beyond, for the most part, so warped, so delusional, so backwards of the way it should be. And I'm just here to point these things out. Okay? Um, again, it's not my will that, that any of them go to hell or that I hate any of them. That's not it at all. I'm pointing out a right and wrong, black and white issue. So anyway, that's the end of the teaching. I give you the links. You can look into that subject much more in depth if you want. I got another article there uh, from Canada Free Press that really gets into the, the Mexico laws in depth if you want to read that. Um, and hey... It's all right there. So anyway, we did get through it, and um, it's going to be about four-hour, I don't know, four-hour teaching. So God bless you. I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and this time you've given us, letting us come together again, Lord. Um, pray that your word and your truth would go forth, Lord God, with boldness and might, that your name would be glorified, that your word would be glorified, that many would be saved as a result of today's efforts and previous efforts, wherever your word or your truth is being preached worldwide, that you would forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that we would go to you in prayer regarding these issues, Lord, and do whatever you would convict us to do, whether that be prayer, fasting, that the body of Christ would come together, Lord God, and would fight Satan on their knees through prayer and fasting and whatever other means that you would have us um, be proactive, Lord. Um, I pray that you forgive us for any and all sins we've committed as we forgive those who have sinned against us, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. 
And we ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.